Every spirit, every spirit, every demon, every demon, every case, every case, every trap, every trap, every evil word, every evil word. Any attack, every attack, anything, any attack, anything against us, our lives, our lives, our families, our families. Our careers, careers, our countries, our I bind them now. I destroy them now. I destroy them now. But the blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. Holy Ghost, Blood of Holy G- Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Fire, 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 them to the abyss. I command them to the abyss. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command them to the abyss. Say God. In Almighty. the name of Jesus Christ, say God Almighty, you are holy. God Almighty, you are holy. God Almighty, you are holy. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. You are glorious. You are I love you so much. I love, I love you so much. You are God of Abraham. God of Abraham. God of Isaac. God of Isaac. God of Jacob. God of Jacob. I worship you. I worship you. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. 
You are my Lord. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Bless me today. Bless me today. Protect me from today. Protect, Protect me, from me from today. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are the Alpha. You are the, you are the Alpha. The Omega. The Omega. The King of Kings. The King, the King of Kings. The Lords of Lords. The Lord, the Lord of Lords. Wonderful. Wonderful. Counselor. Counselor. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Say, Wonderful Holy Spirit. Wonderful Holy Spirit. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I open my heart. I open my heart. I open my spirit. I open my spirit. Teach me your word. Teach me your word. Reveal to me. Reveal to me. Your divine revelations. Your divine revelations. Bless me tonight. Bless me tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that where two or three comes together in my name, Jesus said that there I am in the midst. Also tonight, know that yes, Jesus Christ is here. The Holy Ghost is here. God Almighty is here. Angels are here. We are in the presence of God. And also tonight we'll have a privilege to sing unto God. And as the praises goes up, His glory comes down. Let us get ready to sing unto God tonight. Listen to this. We praise. 
also tonight will be going straight to the Word of God and the Word of Testimony tonight. Amen. Our testimony reads as follows. Delivered from soil addiction, there is a woman who called for prayer. She was suffering from soil addiction for more than 10 years. She used to enjoy eating soil. The power of God touched her when Pastor Robert prayed for her over the phone. She texted to testify that the soil now has an unpleasant taste and she no longer enjoys eating them. She is delivered. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our announcements are as follows. Every morning at half past six from Monday to Friday, we have our morning prayer, which is at 7 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. We then have our midday service, which starts at 5 to 12. Then we have our evening service, which starts at half past six every night. And we also have our midnight prayer, which starts at 5 to 12 every night. And our uh, weekly prayer and fasting is on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and, Saturday, and Fridays. The details of the fasting are shared on our different WhatsApp groups. Amen. Amen. And to those who want to partake in the blessings of the Lord through tithe and offerings, the banking details are shared on our different uh, WhatsApp groups on Messenger as well as on our different Facebook platforms. Amen. Amen. Tonight we will get the word of God from the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 from verse 13 NIV. 1 Timothy chapter 1 from verse 13 reads as follows. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. He is a trustworthy, he is a trustworthy saying that deservesful acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the king, eternal immortal, invisible, the only God. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. Amen. Amen.
also Amen. tonight we'll be going through the word of God together believing the word of God to be taught with power power of the Holy Spirit power to heal power to bless power to protect if there's anybody you're not well in your body as you are going through this word of God you can write the the prayer request in the inbox if you're not feeling well uh, maybe you are suffering, you have got a prayer request, write it on the inbox. Whether you have got any addiction, you want to be delivered from that addiction, write that prayer request in the inbox. Uh, as the word of God will be taught, coming with power, automatically God is going to be delivering you and solving that problem as you have written it in the inbox, most especially the inbox of the WhatsApp Anyway, I'm going to be going straight to the Word of God this uh, evening. Let us go to the book of um, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 13. The Bible says that, Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was uh, shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. Apostle Paul is talking about the things that he used to do. He says that one of the things that Apostle Paul used to do, he says that he was a blasphemer. As a blasphemer, he used to talk against Jesus Christ. He used to talk everything against everything which is of the way, everything which is of Jesus Christ. He used to talk against it. Then he was saying that he was once a, a blasphemer and a persecutor. As a persecutor, Apostle Paul, he was uh, someone who was after the believers of Jesus Christ. He was against them. In which, like, um, the Bible talks about the time that Paul, which before he was not even a Paul, he was Saul of Tarsus, how he was converted. The Bible says that one day, as he had got the letter to go and uh, arrest those who are Christians, those who are following Jesus in Damascus, the Bible says, as he got that letter, going to Damascus, the Bible says that Saul of Tarsus was hit by a lightning and he became blind. He could not see, and he could hear the voice. The voice says that, Soul, soul, why do you persecute me? And the Bible says that when Saul of Tarsus heard that, he asked, Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? And the Bible says that he was, uh, he was, he heard the voice, the voice was saying that, uh, I am the Lord whom you are persecuting. I'm the one whom you are persecuting. That means Saul of Tarsus, yes, he was a persecutor. He was a blasphemer. And he, he said that he was a violent man. As a violent man, what Saul of Tarsus used to do of course, he used to be the killers and the arresters of those who are following Jesus. 
As the Bible says that by the time when Saul of Tarsus, he was still a soul. The Bible said that by the time of killing of Stephen, the Bible said those who were stoning Stephen, they were throwing their cloaks, they are throwing their clothes, their jackets, unto the feet of Saul of Tarsus. Because Saul of Tarsus was the leader of the persecutors. That means Apostle Paul says that one of the things that he used to do, he was a blasphemer. Number two, he used to be persecuted. He used to persecute. Number three, he was a violent man. Don't think that in Damascus when he was uh, arrested, when that happens, he was going to do something good. In Damascus... They were going to, he was going to arrest, he was going to kill those who are going to, who are believers. Those who are following Jesus Christ. But the Bible says that out of all those things, I was shown mercy. The Lord showed mercy. The Lord was merciful unto him. I can say, you know, all of us, when, when Jesus Christ arrested us, when the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached, don't think all of us, we were very well with God, no. Don't think that all of us, we were perfect. None of us were perfect. Most of us were not perfect. Some of us were not perfect. But... The Bible says that no matter what we were doing, Saul's portion, he was a blasphemer, he was a persecutor, and he was a violent man. But he he was shown mercy. And also us, we were shown mercy. We were shown mercy. Amen. Who was shown mercy. It was only by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, that you were saved. We were not saved by works. We were not, you know, like, you know, like, it is so wonderful and how precious how Jesus Christ saves people. He doesn't, in order to save people, he doesn't go around looking for good people. He doesn't go around looking for good people and choosing them. This one qualifies. They've been doing good. They can be part of those who are called believers because they are perfect. When he goes around, he's looking for the sinners. He's looking for sinners. Worst ones. That's why a few days ago we were hearing about the men of Gadara. A man who was an outcast, possessed by demons. But he, it was the one who Jesus delivered to be the, to be the preacher of Gadara. To be the preacher of Gadara. That man was a preacher of Gadara. The demoniac of Gadara was... The demoniac of Gadara is the one who is the preacher of Gadara. After when he was delivered, he was a preacher of Gadara. In the same way, when some of us, when Jesus Christ find us, 
He was not going around to see, okay, this one is holy, this one is righteous, this one is doing well, I can put him. You know, let me tell you this. This is what they do when they are, when they are looking for candidates to fill vacancies in companies. What they do, they will advertise, advertise a post. When they advertise a post, they are looking for people with good skills, good skills to fill that position. Then when they bring the CVs, they will be checking their experience, they will be looking at their qualifications. They want to look for the best one in order to fill that vacancy. Then they will take that people and they will take them through interviews. And the reason why they're taking through them interviews, they want to really confirm who is the best. That's how they fill vacancies. But that's not how Jesus Christ do. Jesus Christ doesn't look for the best. Jesus Christ looks for the worst. Like in Gadara. If you could have gone to Gadara and said that who is the next preacher and who was going to be the greatest preacher in Gadara, they were going to tell you maybe the, an ordinary people of the world. Ordinary people of the world, they were going to showing you someone who is very living good, who is trying and doing the best. Then there was, this one is the next preacher of Gadara. But the preacher of Gadara was demon-possessed. The preacher of, of, of Gadara was, um, was bound, used to live in, in, in graveyard, did not wear clothes. Some people of Gadara used to think that he was crazy. The crazy man of Gadara was going to be the greatest preacher of Gadara. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that God is about to raise a greatest apostle? In a soul, in a killer, in a persecutor, in a blasphemer, in a violent man. But Jesus Christ, when he saw somebody like Saul, like Saul of Tarsus, a person who nobody, we think this one is the killer of the Christian, is the persecutor of the church. When Jesus Christ saw the greatest apostle, in which indeed, Apostle Paul, the Bible says, he was the one who wrote many books of the Bible even today. Even today, more than, more than Apostle Peter, more than Apostle John, all of them. Many books of the Bible, God used Saul of Tarsus, the persecutor. God used Saul in order to write many books of the Bible. Then when Jesus Christ, in the recruitment agency of Jesus, Jesus is not looking what they call the best of the world. Jesus Christ is looking for the worst of the world in order to change them to be his workers. Like I told you, the demoniac of Gadara was the worst. The demoniac of Gadara was the, was the worst, but he became the preacher of Gadara. Saul of Tarsus was the worst, but as he was the worst of them all, he became one of the greatest apostles. 
one of the greatest of our apostles. Why? Because Jesus Christ is not looking for someone who is perfect. He wants to make his own to be perfect. He's not looking for qualified. He wants to qualify for himself. He wants to qualify himself. He wants to qualify. He, he qualify himself. That's what the Bible says that um, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. The Bible says that my power is made perfect in weakness. Where there is a weakness is the place where the power of God can be able to be seen. Where there is a soul, that's when we can be able to see that indeed, hey, Jesus Christ is powerful. If, if Saul of Tarsus is preaching the gospel, Jesus is powerful. I want to tell you this. The Bible Amen. says that, you know, when Saul of Tarsus was hit by the lightning, when he had asked, who are you, Lord? The Bible said that Jesus said that I'm the Lord, I'm the one whom you are persecuting. And he said, go. Go to Simon. There was a man called Simon, the tenor. Go to his house. He will pray for you and your eyes are going to open. The Bible says that when the soul of Tarsus was still about to go, in the same time, the Bible says that, uh, the Bible says that God, Jesus Christ, visited this man, Simon the Tanner. And the Bible says that when he visited, uh, he visited Simon, uh, uh, Simon. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. What I'm reiterating is found in the book of Acts chapter 9. It's not Ananias. He's called. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, Simon. He's called Ananias. Then the Bible says that when Jesus Christ visited that man, that you have to pray for Saul of Tarsus in order for him to see. The Bible says that he couldn't believe it. Lord, he said that, Lord, the man whom we are talking about is the persecutor of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. That is verse number 13 of Acts chapter 9. Lord Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he have done to your holy people in Jerusalem. He had come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Bible says that verse number 15. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument. The one who you are calling an persecutor. You are calling that he has been given authority to persecute. I am the, this man. He's my instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. That's what Jesus Christ said about Saul of Tarsus, the persecutor. The persecutor, the arrester of the believers. But if 
You know, if Jesus Christ could turn a man like that instantly, instantly a persecutor to become a preacher, it shows how powerful Jesus Christ is. That means as a child of God, also to you, it must be in your mind, you must know it, that there is nobody who Jesus Christ cannot change. There is nobody. Sometimes you are seeing this person is a drunkard who is doing all this and that. You must not write them off that they they are going to hell. No. Jesus Christ is the changers of the persecutors. Jesus Christ is the changer of the blasphemer, of the persecutor, of a violent man to become a great apostle. That's what it is. The Bible said that one day, on this other day, they found Jesus Christ sitting. As he was sitting, he was sitting with drunkards. He was sitting with the thieves of the time. He was sitting with the, with the tax collectors. As he was sitting, when they found Jesus Christ sitting with those kind of the people. The Bible said that those who were Pharisees, they say that uh, if this man is a prophet, is the man of God, why can he sit with the people like this? And the Bible said that Jesus said that I'm not, I did not come for the rush. It's not, it is not the healthy that needs a doctor, but those ones who are sick. Those who are sick are the ones who are looking for the doctor. Those who are in trouble are the ones who are looking for the Savior. I'm trying to tell you, child of God. The Bible says that the Son of Man came to seek those who are lost. He came to seek those who are lost. He came to seek those who are, who are meant to perish and go to hell. That's what He came to change. He was not coming for those who are perfect. He was not coming for those who, are, who, can, who, who they have got everything in control. You know, it's the same thing if you go to the swimming pool, the swimming pool, those people who can swim, they don't need a savior. But the ones who are drowning, they are the ones who calls for help. And the savior and the lifeguards are for those kind of people. Then most of us, when Jesus Christ saved us, he did not save us because we are perfect, no. He did not save us because we were doing we were doing very well. No. He saved us by his grace. He saved us by his grace. And you know, sometimes you know some people they think that people who are going to church are the perfect people. That's what the people they, of the world thinks. They think, oh, the people who are going to church are the perfect ones. They are the ones who are excellent. No. No. The people who are going to church, they are the ones who realize, oh, without Jesus, I cannot do it. Without Jesus, I cannot, I cannot save myself. I need this Jesus to survive. I need this Jesus to survive. To suffer. He's the one who is my savior. Without Jesus, ah, I cannot fight the demons. I cannot fight the devil. Without Jesus, I am nothing. 
As the Bible said that, Apostle Paul said that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means Apostle Paul realized that by himself he can't do anything. Then he now begins to be, depend upon the Lord for everything. Then those who are in the world, they think, oh, those who are, I don't know where they, where they get this, um, they get this, in their, this theory. There's those who are going to church, there are those who are perfect. No, the Bible says those who are sick are, are the ones who are looking for the doctor. The healthy one, they don't need a doctor. Then it's those ones who realize, oh, without Jesus, I'm in trouble. And that's when some of us, we pray in the morning, we pray in the afternoon, and we pray in the evening. We pray doing everything because we realize, I can't live this life by my own. I need Jesus Christ in this lifetime. I need Jesus Christ beyond this lifetime. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Some of us, that's why we are praying. Don't think that we are praying because we are too. No, it's, it is because we realize without Jesus I'm nothing. That's why I can't, I can't sleep without praying. I can't eat food without praying. I can't drive without praying. I depend upon Jesus in doing everything. Because I realize I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If he doesn't give me strength, I am weak. If he doesn't give me strength, I am nothing. That's why sometimes we are fasting. We are not fasting because we can. It's because, oh, I need Jesus in December. I need him so much. Some of us have realized, I need him so much in 2022. Without him, I can't face 2022. I need Jesus. That's why some of us we are fasting. That's why some of us are praying. We are not praying because I, uh, I, I can't do anything by myself. I, that's, what, that's one big lesson I've realized. It's, a, it's a one of the biggest life lessons of my life and my Christian walk. I need Jesus. To do everything. That's why I'm praying so much. That's why I'm in the service every day. If not, those who think they don't need Jesus, they're the one who don't pray, who doesn't do anything. And the devil find them and destroy them. Then some of us have realized, there's a place that I have to live. That place is called the presence of God. It's, I'm not praying because, we are not praying, some of us, because we're perfect. We are not praying, we're not in the presence of God because everything is cushy. No! It's because I need him and I know that if I find him, all is more than well. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when we were young in the spirit, we did not know that we actually are without Jesus, I am nothing. Sometimes you just think it's about, it's, it's just because you are born again, it is finished. And sometimes you went and preached. After preaching, ah, those, those witches, those demons, whatever those spirits, they say, okay, this one, 
think is powerful. Let me go and attack him. And when they attacked, they were successful because he, he were, when the devil came, did not find Jesus, that one we are talking about. We're not having that close relationship. Then I realized, no, that means I need to be with Jesus. When I was with Jesus, when they come, oh, I was more than a conqueror. Why? Because I was always with Jesus Christ. Then my secret of life is always be found with Jesus Christ. Then when I'm Amen. always with Jesus Christ, I am more than a conqueror. When I'm always with Jesus Christ, greater is he that's within us than he that is in, in the world. When I'm always with Jesus Amen. Christ, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When I'm always Amen. with Jesus Christ. Everything turn around for my good. Why? I'm always with Jesus Christ. But many people who are running into the trouble and who are in trouble always is because of those who are, when the devil comes, he find them by themselves. When the devil comes, he find them by themselves and he trap them and they wonder where the troubles come. The problem, they've not got the secret. Always be found with Jesus. That's it. After that, Amen. you are more than the conqueror. Hallelujah. Amen. Then Apostle Paul says that I was shown mercy. Hey, I was shown mercy. He was shown mercy. Like all of us, we were, we were saved by his mercy. As the Bible says that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everyone have sinned. Actually, Amen. Apostle Paul talks about something here. The Bible says that verse number 14, The grace of our Lord Jesus was poured out on abundance. On me, along with faith and love that are in Christ. He said that he did not receive small grace. The grace was poured out on him in abundance. In all of us, have been the grace have been given what in abundance and faith and love. Verse number fifteen. He said that here is the trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of whom I am the worst, Apostle Paul says. Apostle Paul is, he said that, hey, Christ Jesus, when he came into this world, he was not coming to save the Russians. He was not coming to save, the, he was coming to save, and he said that, in whom, he doesn't say um, whom I was. He said um, whom I am the worst. Just to show, let me tell you this. I don't know whether you have seen when they are doing an advert of a soap. The most powerful soap when they are doing an advert of a soap. They will demonstrate the most powerful soap with the most dirtiest thing that this soap can actually wash clean is powerful. They won't take a clean shirt and begin to wash a clean shirt. No! If they take a clean shirt and what, what, what is the purpose of this? How will we know how powerful is this, is this soap? 
That means in order to find out about a powerful soap, we see a powerful soap when it can wash the most dirty clothes and it becomes clean. And we say, oh, this, is a, this, this soap is a very powerful soap. It is also the same with Jesus Christ. Also in Jesus Christ to show that the blood of Jesus Christ is powerful. He saved the most outcast sinners. The most people who are outcast. The most people who people have given up. Say that this one, uh, uh, really this one, this one, can, can he be anything? Really this one? When they are still saying this one, this, this one, that. The blood of Jesus goes and washes away so that this blood is more powerful. The blood of Jesus is powerful. There is no sin that it cannot wash away. It is so powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why he's saying the grace of our Lord was poured out on abundance. On me, on abundance. On abundance. The grace. You know, I want to tell you something. When we talk about grace, it means unmerited favor. Something that you don't deserve. Remember, it was grace for us to be saved. Because we are not saved because we qualify. We are being given something that we don't qualify for. If some people, if some people are ought to actually stand to some people say, can this one be saved? Some people will say, uh-uh, not this one. Not this one. I know a lot about this person. I know a lot. Who are you talking about? Jesus, you want to save this one? Uh-uh. But to show that it's an unmerited favor, something that this person doesn't qualify for. That's why we are talking about grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, qualifying you for what you don't qualify for. For you to be called the child of God. For you to be saved today. What do you think you have to do? Nothing. Only thing that you are supposed to do is to accept Jesus Christ. And you receive what you don't qualify for. If it was because of vote, no, many people were not going to be saved. The same with heaven. But God is going to qualify you for, for what you don't qualify for. That's what grace is all about. Many people, because as a human being, they don't understand grace. They don't understand grace. Many times it's hard to apprehend what grace of God is all about. It's too much. It's too big. It can be. The words cannot describe it. It's too big. Then many people, when they hear about grace, they won't apprehend it. But don't worry, it's at work in your life. It is at work in our life. It is at work in every sector of your life. That's why you are about to get what the thing that you don't qualify for. The thing that you have been qualified because of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Because of time, wherever you are, I want us to begin to pray. Thanking God for His grace. For what you're about to see the grace of God doing in your life. For what God is about to qualify you for. 
Begin to pray wherever you are. Begin to pray. I command 
them to the abyss. I command them. I command them to the abyss. So let there be miracle jobs. Let there be miracle, miracle jobs. Miracle jobs. Say I command. I command everything to turn around for my good. Say everything turn around for my good. So let there be progress. In every sector of my life, let there be progress. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. To that person you were not feeling well in your body, I say you are healed in Jesus' name. To that person you were looking for a job, let there be miracle jobs in Jesus' name. Amen. I say let there be miracle jobs in Jesus' name. Whatever that was lost, I command them to be found in Jesus' name. As we are sending angels to find that ever that was lost, every job, every help, let it be found in Jesus' name. And right now, that person who wants to renew their vows, who wants to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior, say, Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Protect me from today. With your power of the Holy Spirit. From today, I am born again. I am saved in the name of Jesus. As a reminder, we are in our 10 days prayer and fasting. And today we are in day number, number two of our prayer and fasting. Then tonight, 
let us and we are planting a seed every day every day plant a seed and we are saying that the seed of these 10 days you can plant it to every ministry give it to every ministry this one is fasting uh, offering this time let us share the grace and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ The love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all. Be with us all. Surely goodness and love. Surely goodness and love shall follow me. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to say to you tonight, have a blessed and a wonderful night in Jesus' name. Say every power, every power, every spirit, every spirit, every demon, every demon, every curse, every curse, every trap, every trap. Every, every evil word, every evil word, any attack, every attack, anything, any attack, anything against us, our lives, our lives, our, our families. Our families, our families, our careers, our countries, our countries, our let them be bound. I bind Let them, them be bound. I bind them now. I destroy them now. I destroy them now. But the blood of Jesus, 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 Holy Ghost, blood of Jesus, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, fire, 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 fire. Fire. I fire them to the fire. abyss. 
I command them to the abyss. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I command them to the abyss. Say God Almighty. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say God Almighty, you are holy. God Almighty, you are holy. God Almighty, you are holy. You are wonderful. You are wise. You are wonderful. You are glorious. You are you glorious. Are I love you so much. I love, I love you so much. You are God of Abraham. God of Abraham. God of Isaac. God of Isaac. God of Jacob. God of Jacob. I worship you. I worship you. Say Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my you are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Bless me today. Bless me today. Protect me from today. Protect, Protect, me. Protect me from today. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. You are the Alpha. You are the, you are the Alpha. The Omega. The Omega. The King of Kings. The King the King of kings. kings. The Lords of Lords. The Lords the Lord of, the Lord. of Lords. Wonderful. Wonderful. Counselor. Counselor. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Say, Wonderful Holy Spirit. Wonderful Holy Spirit. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I open my heart. I open my heart. I open my spirit. I open my spirit. Teach me your word. Teach me Teach your word. Reveal to me. Reveal to me. Your divine revelations. Your, your divine revelations. Bless me tonight. Bless me tonight. In the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that where two or three comes together in my name, Jesus said that there I am in their midst. Also tonight, know that yes, Jesus Christ is here, the Holy Ghost is here, God Almighty is here, angels are here, we are in the presence of God. And also tonight we'll have a privilege to sing unto God. And as the praises goes up, His glory comes down. Let us get ready to sing unto God tonight.
also tonight will be going straight to the word of God and the word of testimony tonight. Amen. Our testimony reads as follows. Delivered from soil addiction, there is a woman who called for prayer. She was suffering from soil addiction for more than 10 years. She used to enjoy eating soil. The power of God touched her when Pastor Robert prayed for her over the phone. She texted to testify that the soil now has an unpleasant taste and she no longer enjoys eating them. She is delivered. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our announcements are as follows. Every morning at half past six, from Monday to Friday, we have our morning prayer, which is at 7 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. We then have our midday service, which starts at 5 to 12. Then we have our evening service, which starts at half past six every night. And we also have our midnight prayer, which starts at 5 to 12 every night. And our uh, weekly prayer and fasting is on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturday, and Fridays. The details of the fasting are shared on our different WhatsApp groups. Amen. Amen. And to those who want to partake in the blessings of the Lord through tithe and offerings, the banking details are shared on our different uh, WhatsApp groups on Messenger as well as on our different Facebook platforms. Amen. Amen. Tonight we will get the word of God from the book of First Timothy chapter 1 from verse 13 NIV. First Timothy chapter 1 from verse 13 reads as follows. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. He is a trustworthy, he is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the king, eternal immortal, invisible, the only God. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. Amen. Amen.
also Amen. tonight we'll be going through the word of God together believing the word of God to be taught with power power of the holy spirit power to heal power to bless power to protect if there's anybody you're not well in your body as you are going through this word of God you can write the the prayer request in the inbox if you're not feeling well uh maybe you are suffering you have got a prayer request write it on the inbox whether you have got any addiction you want to be delivered from that addiction write that prayer request in the inbox uh, as the word of god will be taught coming with power automatically god is going to be delivering you and solving that problem as you have written it in the inbox most especially the inbox of the whatsapp Anyway, I'm going to be going straight to the word of God this uh evening. Let us go to the book of um 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse number 13. The Bible says that even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was uh, shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. Apostle Paul is talking about the things that he used to do. He says that one of the things that Apostle Paul used to do, he says that he was a blasphemer. As a blasphemer, he used to talk against Jesus Christ. He used to talk everything against everything which is of the way everything which is of Jesus Christ he used to talk against it then he was saying that he was once a, a blasphemer and a persecutor as a persecutor apostle paul he was uh, someone who was after the believers of Jesus Christ he was against them in which like um the bible talks about the time that Paul which before he was not even a Paul he was Saul of Tarsus how he was converted the bible says that one day as he have got the letter to go and uh, arrest those who are Christians those who are following Jesus in Damascus the bible says as he got that letter going to Damascus the bible said that Saul of Tarsus was hit by a lightning and he became blind he could not see and he could hear the voice the voice says that soul soul why do you persecute me and the bible said that when soul of tarsus heard that he asked who are you lord who are you lord and the bible says that he was uh, he was he heard the voice the voice was saying that uh, I am the Lord whom you are persecuting. I'm the one whom you are persecuting. That means Saul of Tarsus. Yes, he was a persecutor. He was a blasphemer and he he said that he was a violent man. As a violent man, what Saul of Tarsus used to do? of course he used to be the killers and the arresters of those who are following Jesus 
As the Bible says that by the time when Saul of Tarsus, you are still a soul. The Bible says that by the time of killing of Stephen, the Bible says those who were stoning Stephen, they were throwing their cloaks, they are throwing their clothes, their jackets, unto the feet of Saul of Tarsus. Because Saul of Tarsus was the leader of the persecutors. That means Apostle Paul says that one of the things that he used to do, he was a blasphemer. Number two, he used to be persecuted. He used to persecute. Number three, he was a violent man. Don't think that in Damascus when he was uh, arrested, when that happens, he was going to do something good. In Damascus, they were going to, he was going to arrest, he was going to kill those who are going to, who are believers. Those who are following Jesus Christ. But the Bible says that out of all those things, I was shown mercy. The Lord showed mercy. The Lord was merciful unto him. I can say, you know, all of us, when, when Jesus Christ arrested us, when the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached, don't think all of us, we were very well with God. No. Don't think that all of us, we were perfect. None of us were perfect. Most of us were not perfect. Some of us were not perfect. But the Bible says that no matter what we were doing, Saul's portion, he was a blasphemer, he was a persecutor, and he was a violent man. But he said, he was shown mercy. And also us, we were shown mercy. We were shown mercy. Amen. We were shown mercy. It was only by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, that we were saved. We were not saved by works. We were not, you know, like, you know, like, it is so wonderful and how precious how Jesus Christ saves people. He doesn't, in order to save people, he doesn't go around looking for good people. He doesn't go around looking for good people and choosing them. This one qualifies, they've been doing good. They can be part of those who are called believers because they are perfect. When he goes around, he's looking for the sinners. He's looking for sinners, worst ones. That's why a few days ago we were hearing about the man of Gadara. A man who was an outcast, possessed by demons. But he, it was the one who Jesus delivered to be the, to be the preacher of Gadara. To be the preacher of Gadara. That man was a preacher of Gadara. The demoniac of Gadara was... The demoniac of Gadara is the one who is the preacher of Gadara. After when he was delivered, he was a preacher of Gadara. In the same way, when some of us, when Jesus Christ finds us, 
He was not going around to see, okay, this one is holy, this one is righteous, this one is doing well, I can put him. You know, let me tell you this. This is what they do when they are, when they are looking for candidates to fill vacancies in companies. What they do, they will advertise, advertise a post. When they advertise a post, they are looking for people with good skills, good skills to fill that position. Then when they bring the CVs, they will be checking their experience, they will be looking at their qualifications, trying to see, they want to look for the best one in order to fill that vacancy. Then they will take that people and they will take them through interviews. And the reason why they're taking through them interviews, they want to really confirm who is the best. That's how they fill vacancies. But that's not how Jesus Christ do. Jesus Christ doesn't look for the best. Jesus Christ looks for the worst. Like in Gadara. If you could have gone to Gadara and said that who is the next preacher and who was going to be the greatest preacher in Gadara. They were going to tell you maybe the, and ordinary people of the world. Ordinary people of the world, they were going to showing you someone who is very living good, who is trying and doing the best. Then there was, this one is the next preacher of Gadara. But the preacher of Gadara was demon-possessed. The preacher of, of, of Gadara was, um, was bound, used to live in, in, in graveyard, did not wear clothes. Some people of Gadara used to think that he was crazy. The crazy man of Gadara was going to be the greatest preacher of Gadara. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that God is about to raise a greatest apostle in a soul, in a killer, in a persecutor, in a blasphemer, in a violent man? But Jesus Christ, when he saw somebody like Saul, it's like Saul of Tarsus. A person who nobody we think this one is the killer of the Christian, is the persecutor of the church. When Jesus Christ saw the greatest apostle, in which indeed Apostle Paul, the Bible says, he was the one who wrote many books of the Bible even today. Even today, more than, more than Apostle Peter, more than Apostle John, all of them. Many books of the Bible, God used Saul of Tarsus, the persecutor. God used Saul in order to write many books of the Bible. Then when Jesus Christ, in the recruitment agency of Jesus, Jesus is not looking what they call the best of the world. Jesus Christ is looking for the worst of the world in order to change them to be his workers. Like I told you, the demoniac of Gadara was the worst. The demoniac of Gadara was the, was the worst, but he became the preacher of Gadara. Saul of Tarsus was the worst, but as he was the worst of them all, he became one of the greatest apostles. 
one of the greatest of our apostles. Why? Because Jesus Christ is not looking for someone who is perfect. He wants to make his own to be perfect. He's not looking for qualified. He wants to qualify for himself. He wants to qualify himself. He wants to qualify. He, he qualify himself. That's what the Bible says that um, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. The Bible says that my power is made perfect in weakness. Where there is a weakness is the place where the power of God can be able to be seen. Where there is a soul, that's when we can be able to see that indeed, hey, Jesus Christ is powerful. If, if Saul of Tarsus is preaching the gospel, Jesus is powerful. I want to tell you this. The Bible says that, you know, when Saul of Tarsus was hit by the lightning, when he had asked, who are you, Lord? The Bible said that Jesus said that I'm the Lord, I'm the one whom you are persecuting. And said, go, go to Simon. There was a man called Simon, the tenor. Go to his house, he will pray for you and your eyes are going to open. The Bible says that when the Saul of Tarsus was still about to go, in the same time, the Bible says that uh, the Bible says that God, Jesus Christ, visited this man, Simon the Tanner, and the Bible says that when he visited, uh, he visited Simon, uh, uh, Simon, Simon. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. What I'm reiterating is found in the book of Acts chapter 9. It's not Ananias. He's called. Uh, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, Simon. He's called Ananias. Then the Bible says that when Jesus Christ visited that man, that you have to pray for Saul of Tarsus in order for him to see. The Bible says that he could not believe it. Lord, he said that, Lord, the man whom we are talking about is the persecutor of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. That is verse number 13 of Acts chapter 9. Lord Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man, and all the harm he have done to your holy people in Jerusalem. He had come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Bible says that verse number 15. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument. The one who you are calling an persecutor. You are calling that he has been given authority to persecute. I am the, this man. He's my instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. That's what Jesus Christ said about Saul of Tarsus, the persecutor. The persecutor, the arrester of the believers. But if 
You know, if Jesus Christ could turn a man like that instantly, instantly a persecutor to become a preacher, it shows how powerful Jesus Christ is. That means as a child of God, also to you, it must be in your mind, you must know it, that there is nobody who Jesus Christ cannot change. There is nobody. Amen. Sometimes you are seeing this person is a drunkard who is doing all this and that. You must not write them off that they, they are going to hell. No. Jesus Christ is the changers of the persecutors. Jesus Christ is the Amen. changer of the blasphemer, of the persecutor, of a violent man to become a great apostles. That's what it is. The Bible said that one day, on this other day, they found Jesus Christ sitting. As he was sitting, he was sitting with drunkards. He was sitting with the thieves of the time. He was sitting with the, with the tax collectors. As he was sitting, when they found Jesus Christ sitting with those kind of the people. The Bible said that those who were Pharisees, they say that uh, if this man is a prophet, is the man of God, why can he sit with the people like this? And the Bible said that Jesus said that I'm not, I did not come for the rush. It's not, it is not the healthy that needs a doctor, but those ones who are sick. Those who are sick are the ones who are looking for the doctor. Those who are in trouble are the ones who are looking for the Savior. I'm trying to tell you, child of God. The Bible says that the Son of Man came to seek those who are lost. He came to seek those who are lost. He came to seek those who are, who are meant to perish and go to hell. That's what he came to change. He was not coming for those who are perfect. He was not coming for those who, are, who, can, who, who they have got everything in control. You know. It's the same thing if you go to the swimming pool, the swimming pool, those people who can swim, they don't need a savior. But the ones who are drowning, they're the one who calls for help. And the savior and the lifeguards are for those kind of people. Then most of us, when Jesus Christ saved us, he did not save us because we are perfect, no. He did not save us because we were doing, we were doing very well. No! He saved us by His grace. He saved us by His grace. And you know, sometimes, you know, some people, they think that people who are going to church are the perfect people. That's what the people they, of the world thinks. They think, oh, the people who are going to church are the perfect ones. They are the ones who are excellent. No. No. The people who are going to church, they are the ones who realize, oh, without Jesus, I cannot do it. Without Jesus, I cannot, I cannot save myself. I need this Jesus to survive. I need this Jesus to survive, to suffer. He's the one who is my savior. Without Jesus, ah, I cannot fight the demons. I cannot fight the devil. Without Jesus, I am nothing. 
As the Bible said that, Apostle Paul said that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means Apostle Paul realized that by himself he can't do anything. Then he now begins to be, depend upon the Lord for everything. Then those who are in the world, they think, oh, those who are, I don't know where they, where they get this, um, they get this, in their, this theory. There's those who are going to church, there are those who are perfect. No, the Bible says those who are sick are, are the ones who are looking for the doctor. The healthy one, they don't need a doctor. Then it's those ones who realize, oh, without Jesus I'm in trouble. Then that's when some of us, we pray in the morning, we pray in the afternoon, and we pray in the evening. We pray doing everything because we realize, I can't live this life by my own. I need Jesus Christ in this lifetime. I need Jesus Christ beyond this lifetime. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Some of us, that's why we are praying. Don't think that we are praying because we are too. No, it's, it is because we realize without Jesus I'm nothing. That's why I can't, I can't sleep without praying. I can't eat food without praying. I can't drive without praying. I depend upon Jesus in doing everything. Because I realize I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If he doesn't give me strength, I am weak. If he doesn't give me strength, I am nothing. That's why sometimes we are fasting. We are not fasting because we can. It's because, oh, I need Jesus in December. I need him so much. Some of us have realized, I need him so much in 2022. Without him, I can't face 2022. I need Jesus. That's why some of us are fasting. That's why some of us are praying. We are not praying because I, uh, I, I can't do anything by myself. I, that's, what, that's one big lesson I've realized. It's, a, it's a one of the biggest life lessons of my life and my Christian work. I need Jesus. To do everything. That's why I'm praying so much. That's why I'm in the service every day. If not, those who think they don't need Jesus, they're the one who don't pray, who doesn't do anything. And the devil finds them and destroys them. Then some of us have realized there's a place that I have to live. That place is called the presence of God. It's, I'm not praying because we are not praying, some of us, because we're perfect. We are not praying, we're not in the presence of God because everything is cushion. No! It's because I need Him and I know that if I find Him, all is more than well. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when we were young in the spirit, we did not know that we actually are without Jesus, I am nothing. Sometimes you just think it's about, it's, it's just because you are born again, it is finished. And sometimes you went and preached. After preaching, ah, those, those witches, those demons, whatever those spirits, they say, okay, this one, 
think he's powerful. Let me go and attack him. And when they attacked, they were successful because he, he were, when the devil came, did not find Jesus, that one we are talking about. We're not having that close relationship. Then I realized, no, that means I need to be with Jesus. When I was with Jesus, when they come, oh, I was more than a conqueror. Why? Because I was always with Jesus Christ. Then my secret of life is always be found with Jesus Christ. Then when I'm Amen. always with Jesus Christ, I am more than a conqueror. When I'm always with Jesus Christ, greater is he that's within us than he that is in, in the world. When I'm always with Jesus Amen. Christ, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When I'm always Amen. with Jesus Christ, everything turn around for my good. Why? I'm always with Jesus Christ. But many people who are running into the trouble and who are in trouble always is because of those who are, when the devil comes, we find them by themselves. When the devil comes, he finds them by themselves and he traps them and they wonder where the troubles come. The problem, they've not got the secret. Always be found with Jesus. That's it. After that, you are more than the conqueror. Hallelujah. Amen. Then Apostle Paul says that I was shown mercy. Hey, I was shown mercy. He was shown mercy. Like all of us, we were, we were saved by His mercy. As the Bible says that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everyone have sinned. Actually, Apostle Paul talks about something here. The Bible says that verse number 14, the grace of our Lord Jesus was poured out on abundance on me along with faith and love that are in Christ. He said that he did not receive small grace. The grace was poured out on him in abundance. In all of us have been the grace have been given what in abundance and faith and love. Verse number 15, he said that, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst, Apostle Paul says. Apostle Paul, is, he said that, Hey, Christ Jesus, when he came into this world, he was not coming to save the Russians. He was not coming to save, he was coming to save, and he said that, in whom, he doesn't say um, whom I was, he said um, whom I am the worst. Just to show, let me tell you this, I don't know whether you have seen when they are doing an advert of a soap. The most powerful soap when they are doing an advert of a soap they will demonstrate the most powerful soap with the most dirtiest thing that this soap can actually wash clean is powerful. They won't take a clean shirt and begin to wash a clean shirt. No! If they take a clean shirt and wash, what, what is the purpose of this? How will we know how powerful is this, is this soap? 
That means in order to find out about a powerful soap, we see a powerful soap when it can wash the most dirty clothes and it becomes clean. And we say, oh, this, is a, this, this soap is a very powerful soap. It is also the same with Jesus Christ. Also in Jesus Christ to show that the blood of Jesus Christ is powerful. He saved the most outcast sinners. The most people who are outcast. The most people who people have given up. Say that this one, ah, uh, uh, really, this one, this one, can can he be anything? Really, this one, when they are still saying this one, this, this one, that, the blood of Jesus goes and wash away, show that this blood is more powerful. The blood of Jesus is powerful. There is no sin that it cannot wash away. It is so powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why he's saying the grace of our Lord was poured out on abundance. On me, on abundance. On abundance. The grace. You know, I want to tell you something. When we talk about grace, it means unmerited favor. Something that you don't deserve. Remember. It was grace for us to be saved. Because we are not saved because we qualify. We are being given something that we don't qualify for. If some people, if some people are ought to actually stand. To some people say, can this one be saved? Some people will say, uh-uh, not this one. Not this one. I know a lot about this person. I know a lot. Who are you talking about? Jesus, you want to save this one? Uh-uh. But to show that it's an unmerited favor, something that this person doesn't qualify for. That's why we're talking about grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, qualifying you for what you don't qualify for. For you to be called the child of God. For you to be saved today. What do you think you have to do? Nothing. Only thing that you are supposed to do is to accept Jesus Christ. And you receive what you don't qualify for. If it was because of vote, no, many people were not going to be saved. The same with heaven. But God is going to qualify you for, for what you don't qualify for. That's what grace is all about. Many people, because as a human being, they don't understand grace. They don't understand grace. Many times it's hard to apprehend what grace of God is all about. It's too much. It's too big. It can be. The words cannot describe it. It's too big. Then many people, when they hear about grace, they won't apprehend it. But don't worry, it's at work in your life. It is at work in our life. It is at work in every sector of your life. That's why you are about to get what the thing that you don't qualify for. The thing that you have been qualified because of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Because of time, wherever you are, I want us to begin to pray. Thanking God for His grace. For what you are about to see the grace of God doing in your life. For what God is about to qualify you for. 
Begin to pray wherever you are. Begin to pray. I command 
them to the abyss. I command them. I command them to the abyss. So let there be miracle jobs. Let there be miracle, miracle jobs. Miracle jobs. Say I command. I command. Everything to turn around for my good. Say everything turn around for my good. Everything turn around for my good. So let there be progress. In every sector of my life, let there be progress. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. To that person you were not feeling well in your body, I say you are healed in Jesus' name. To that person who are looking for a job, let there be miracle jobs in Jesus' name. I say let there be miracle jobs in Jesus' name. Whatever that was lost, I command them to be found in Jesus' name. As we are sending angels to find that ever that was lost, every job, every help, let it be found in Jesus' name. And to right now, that person who wants to renew their vows, who wants to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior, say, Lord Jesus Christ. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. Wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Bless me today. Protect me from today. With your power of the Holy Spirit. From today. I am born again. I am saved in the name of Jesus. As a reminder, we are in our 10 days prayer and fasting. And today we are in day number number two of our prayer and fasting. Then tonight, 
let us and we are planting a seed every day every day plant a seed and we are saying that the seed of these 10 days you can plant it to every ministry give it to every ministry this one is fasting uh, offering this time let us share the grace and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ The love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all. Be with us all. Surely goodness and love. Surely goodness and love shall follow me. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to say to you tonight, have a blessed and a wonderful night in Jesus' name.